ever uh, found, ever find a fit so good out of nowhere too? You didn't buy it recently. You just were digging through the archives of your closet, cleaning out my closet, and uh, you found like the good old times when Eminem used to actually be decent, but neither here nor there. Don't lose yourself yet, because when I'm gone, you will just carry on, even if suicide. Um, <laughs> I ever find a fit so good. It just fits your body. It's not too loose, not too tight, enough to show what you got, but not enough to where you can't breathe. Breathe, just breathe. And then next thing you know, you're wearing it five days straight, and you smell like hot dog water. That's a play on words, because either literally like hot dogs, baking a water, or a hot dog after taking a bath. Either way, still need deodorant, no matter what. But it, it's a scary thing, because once you find something that works, you don't want to change. And what this situation has taught me, and people have been looking at me different, people are like, ooh, Clint. And it's a weird thing because I'm like, you know, it's uh, I'm afraid to change. And I'm typically a guy, I'm open to change. I'm an open-minded guy. Maybe not that open-minded, but I'm open-minded. And I'm afraid to change my fit because, boy, I'm a little too fit. <laughs> okay. Welcome to episode 137 of the Often be podcast with Clint Nelson. Why the fuck did I forget my own name? I forgot my own name and the podcast name. Maybe that's a sign of being like a VP uh, once upon a time. And now you're the P. And that's why the old P hates the current P. It is kind of weird. Like people will keep bringing up this old footage that, ooh, See these where Obama didn't acknowledge Biden and all this shit? It's like, you know what? You hang around anyone long enough. You don't give a fuck what they have to say. You just tune in, tune out. Looney. And he probably looks at like a Biden like a Taz. Just like a little tornado type of shit. But, you know, um, he's living in Looney Tune land. I could see I could see Biden being the coach of the Monsters, while uh, Obama would be like the coach of whatever Michael Jordan's team is, Tomb Squad. Yeah, tell that hefty lefty Jerry Lorenz and rest in peace. Um, that's a real inside joke. Well, not even a joke, but inside. You either know or you know. But yeah, we're gonna episode one thirty seven, the Off and Beat podcast. Um. I guess this one will be called Uncentivized because, God, I love that outfit. You know, like I was saying earlier, when you find something that fits you so well, and you're not a guy that goes to great lengths to make sure things fit well, ask the ladies. Uh, that's, a, that's a painful joke. Um, <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, sometimes I get a come and go like the gas station. Okay. Quick trip, get out. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's Easter. Well, technically past Easter, but it was Easter today. And uh, here comes Peter Cottontail. Go to Quick Trip, and these fucking cunts are hogging the hot dog station. I don't want this to become the Quick Trip pod, because 
I haven't mentioned about the nice lady who uh, she 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 has upgraded her greeting system towards me. It's diversified because, you know, I'm a guy all for diversity and fucking respect. And she has gotten the message. Uh, maybe she's an avid listener because, you know, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting up there in the ranks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, big time. I'm not trying to big time no one, but it's cool. But yeah, she she's a very nice. Not the point here, but so I was at the quick trip. And it's like 3 or 4 p.m. on Easter. So, of course, they're busy as hell. A lot of people go to Quick Trip. And I'm sitting there. There's a whole layout of hot dogs and the various amount of other roller grill foods. And I'm sitting there waiting behind two people. Out of etiquette, you know, you let them get the bun, let them put the wiener in between. And then, you know... Put whatever coleslaw, onions, pico de gallo, pickles. Eh, don't pickle in this deal because this is a big one. Um, and by the way, like I would hate to be the cashier and have to observe if people put chili or cheese for the extra 50 cent charge. Because it doesn't say if you put less than this amount, it's only this. Imagine you just put, you just want a drop of the cheese on there of that melted Nacho cheese on your hot dog. I never get it. But. I was thinking like huh. What's the minimum. And what's too much. Because what if I just get cups and cups full of cheese. 50 cents. Hmm. Guess we're not going to measure that one out. Okay. It's like when you go to a place. It's like if you get a. It's like if you get a cheeseburger we'll just keep it simple like let's say you get a cheeseburger from somewhere and it comes with you know mustard ketchup onions and pickles let's just say that's the basic right that's typically universal but let's say you don't want half of those ingredients shouldn't like shouldn't like when you modify it the price goes down based off whatever charge is ingrained by the toppings Cause if you get completely plain, it's still the same base charge, but if I add extra shit, there's a bigger charge. All right, I don't know, just throwing that out there. Um, we have advancements in the POS system. You know, I, I feel like there should be yo. You know, it could do all this cool. It could do taxes on the spot. It could do this on the spot. It could tell you instantly, yeah, this. It's gonna be this. But you can't uh, figure out, take it off, shake it off. Um. But so I was behind behind these two people and there was I, I I estimated roughly there were eight all beef hot dogs on the roller grill ready to take. Something two people in front of me, okay, at max they're gonna get two each. Then I'm gonna get my two, and there's gonna be two left over. Now that I give a fuck what happens after me, but you know. They'll be fine. The first person I see grabs five. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. It was just her. There was she didn't. She, they didn't have kids in there with them. Maybe they were in the van. I don't know. But she grabbed five. I've never seen someone grab five of anything from Quick Trip. 
Most people don't even buy five gallons of gas at a time because they're one of those weirdos that put like 10 bucks in at a time. And in today's world, 10 bucks gets you like 2.8 gallons. That's just the world we live in. I didn't make the rules. Um, she grabbed five hot dogs. I did the math. You realize if it's two for 289, two hot dogs are literally essentially... A gallon of gas. Well, a little less nowadays, but you get the gist. When you actually break down, like, beneficial things and things that actually go from place to place, and think about this small little fake food with fake buns costs just as much as actual gas in your vehicle. Think about that. Anyways, she has five, and I'm like, okay. Seems a little bit excessive. But I'm thinking like, you know what? The next person, they're not going to grab all three. And if I have to take one, fine. I just need a little something in my system. I'm not tripping about it. You know what they do? They don't turn around and be like, hey, do you mind if I take... Because if they would have asked and made some bullshit excuse like, is for my dying son, he'll be... He's at St. Jude's. He's actually... He may not make it another week. At least if you would have lied to me to some extreme. You know, I'll let you have it. But no, didn't even look back. And I saw her grab three buns. And she put three beef hot dogs. And all the buns. And I just said, I just, I just stood there. And I contemplated life for a second. And I said, what have I done to get to this point? Is this karma? Is this karma because I've been a dick? Apparently. You know what? I I really need to get better about not bringing my personal life into this. But shit just comes up. Um, But no, I'm not. Basically, what I will say is I was told I lack empathy. And when I get told a criticism about me, I actually believe or not, I'm actually very... um, I'm actually very sensitive to it, meaning I'm so conscientious now if I'm empathetic towards other things and all that shit, like, throughout, like, a week or so, and then I go back to being, you know, toxic, miss piece of shit, um, and I was saying, like, you know what, I don't know what this lady's going through, maybe she's depressed, maybe this person's going through a lot right now. And maybe that three hot dogs will make them tired and they fall asleep and it makes them at least forget about whatever struggles they have going on. And then the me comes out and I just say, I just say out loud to myself, kind of to myself, there's a lot of people, I don't think she really heard me, but I said it loud enough where I didn't exactly mummer it under my breath. I would just say, I would put it like this. I'm like, what the fuck? And that's exactly what I said. What the fuck? Imagine if you were at a... I'll put it like this, right? Imagine if you go to... um, Imagine back in the day when buying video games in person was the thing, right? And Call of Duty, you know, NBA 2K Madden. The night they were released, it was the biggest thing. Imagine you're fifth in line. You're fifth in line, and there's 200 people behind you. 
and they got a whole new assortment. But not that they would allow this, but they kind of used to. But the first person goes in there and they buy a hundred copies of the game. It's like, okay, I'm sure they got more than copies. The second guy buys 50 copies. The third guy buys 50. And then the fourth guy just says, give me the rest. Whatever you got, I'll pay for it. Because then they can resell, you know, what is it called? Parching? Or is it a, what is it like when you buy a ticket and, uh, you know, resell it immediately where you have no intent to actually go see the game? But yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. And then you're the fifth guy like, hey, what are you going to do? Say, <laughs> like, hey, sorry, ran out. It's not like I came in two minutes before a fucking place closed and they already, quote unquote, started cleaning the machines. It was like that one time I went to, what was it? I went to fucking, ah, oh, Jesus, what's the place? Oh, yeah, one night I went to Taco Bell, right? It was an hour and a half before they closed. And they, I go up and they're like, oh, by the way, just so you know, before you start ordering, which I'm always like, you know what? Thank you for being courteous. At least tell me what you don't have before I, you know, get my mood drenched out. And they said, we are out. Uh, We cannot make any griller items for you. And I'm like, griller items. I'm doing the math. Like, I'm not back there. I don't know how you make fucking everything. And I'm like, but don't you make everything on a grill? You cook chicken, you cook beef, you cook steak on a grill? So I'm left with cheesy Fiesta potatoes. That's like what I'm first thinking. Or some Cinnabon delights, I guess. Because I don't know, like, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean you can't make griller items? And I'm like, um, okay. So I'll take a Crunchwrap Supreme, I guess. And they're like, I was like, sorry, we don't make, we can't make any griller items. They're cleaning the grill. And I'm like, so what can you make? Let's simplify this. Just tell me what you can make. And then, of course, it doesn't really get simpler. There's just like stuff. <laughs> I think she was getting annoyed. And I don't even blame her because I'm pretty sure I'm not like the first person to have her break this down. Because when you're like back there, you're like, you think everyone's a fucking idiot when they ask you questions. But they don't know how shit goes on back there. It's like, hey, I know I eat here way more than I should. But I don't know your smooth operation back there. All right. Um, and I was like, okay, so what can you make? And she just flat out said, stuff that we don't have to use the grill for. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like a whole lot now. So maybe if it doesn't sound like a whole lot, tell me the stuff that's not a lot. Tell me whichever version is easier. Tell me all the stuff you either can't make if the list is shorter, or tell me all the stuff you can make if the list is shorter. Because whichever you tell me, I'm going to find something that I'm going to want because I'm fucking hungry. Alright? So tell me. But at least they gave me options. We figured, we came to a conclusion, and I was proud of myself. Cause I didn't, I didn't like take it over the top. I wasn't like, oh really? You're cleaning a grill an hour and a half before you fucking close? Something sketchy. You probably just have some lazy ass employees. Cause you know what? I've been in that situation before. I've worked at similar stuff that I'm not gonna say where I worked, where they would uh say, oh we're cleaning right now. 
It's like, really? You're sitting in a corner booth. They can see you through the window. You just don't want to take their order, and you don't want to do what you're getting paid for. And this is coming from someone who worked at a place like that. And I get it. I don't blame you. But just know when you tell me the disclaimer, I know the truth. All right? I've seen how it's made. And you're deciding not to make it. Um, <laughs> but no. But at least we came to, and I was like, you know what? I'm a guy. I came to a resolution. I uh, found a solution because I'm a guy that likes to find solutions more than problems, even if I cause 90% of them. Um, you gotta love it when you cause most of the problems. And uh, the way you try to convince them is be like, hey, but this is what I do. I find solutions. It's like, yeah, Clint, but you created these problems. It doesn't matter because I'm the solution. You know, they say you're always a solution to your problem. And I choose to ignore that at all costs. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God, I love it. Toxic Table Wednesday, whenever the fuck this pod will come out. Um, I notice I do have a fascination with orange. I'm literally wearing an orange hat. I'm drinking an orange cream ghost energy drink, which I really need to stop drinking these energy drinks like this. But it's my treat myself and orange bed sheets. I have an orange shirt in the frame. And uh, orange, you glad that I uh, am appealing because I'm a big old cutie, but not the Netflix show because I'm not a creep, but I'm a weirdo. What the hell am I doing here? And she's wondering the same because I'm potting from someone's place. Uh, but yeah, imagine that you just wanted a small little thing. You want a little snackle crackle to get the back all tackle and uh, you got jackled. I feel like I got robbed. I feel like I got carjacked. I feel like I got hot dog jacked. I'm a, I am hot and I'm a dog and I'm jacked. Michael Vick style. Okay. Um. But yeah, it, it's it's almost like you know I, I'm I I'm getting angry I, I got angry about something that technically wasn't mine I hadn't paid for it I didn't have a reservation for those hot dogs I came in on the spot assuming that I wouldn't have to wait in line and I felt entitled to it I'm becoming an entitled person I felt entitled to hot dogs that weren't mine to be had. They were literally for the public. It's like a public it's like a public bathroom. You can't go into a public bathroom and demand that it be wiped clean with Windex. Well, Windex is for windows, but you know, everything's see-through anyways. Uh, especially when you sneak little cameras in there at Coachella. Um, because I will Coachella later. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, uh, you're gonna need a lot of sense for that uncentivized. Okay, but uh, I felt entitled to those hot dogs. I felt entitled to something that wasn't mine. I think I'm becoming an entitled person without realizing it. And the number one thing I hate is entitlement. But yet, I felt entitled because I felt it was right. It felt right to be angry. 
I'm not going to deny what I feel. I'm not one of these people like, you know what, just because you feel something, that doesn't give you right to express it. It's, I'm like, no, express yourself. But when you express yourself, you got to immediately catch yourself as well. And I didn't catch myself. I didn't like, I, I like I said, I said, what the fuck? Because two people took eight hot dogs. And they didn't even have any on the still cooking sign. And boy, was I still cooking inside. Uh, I guess you could say it was gassing me up. Okay. Because gas station. Okay. Um, yeah. Where was the Easter Bunny? We need him. Uh, I'm pretty sure someone cracked. There's a couple guys out there that cracked a few eggs today. Uh, that's a fertilization joke. Uh, kind of like Blue Bunny, uh, except, uh, I will definitely put some ice cream inside of you. Extra creamy, extra churning, whatever the fuck churning means. Like, churning, you know, you, you remember those old ice cream, li- now I'm thinking about it, now, now I'm starting to get in that potting mode. Ooh, back in the day where I just bitch about shit. You know, you, you go to the grocery store. And there's the ice cream selection. I'm not a guy that buys ice cream. I'm really not. You know, once, like maybe once a year, I'll buy like the branded Reese's Cup ice cream shit. And then it ends up getting freezer burned and ends up not tasting good four months later when I actually want to like eat that rest of the half. Because I tell you, buy off indulgence. That's why I'm a milkshake guy. You buy a milkshake, you pay three or four bucks. I know a container of ice cream is five bucks. And a thing of milkshakes, four bucks. One will last a lot longer than the other. But if you know anything about me, I don't care about anything lasting long. So, <laughs> but no matter how much I extra churn them bitches, um, damn it, I need to stop using. I wasn't even trying to make like a bitch or sex joke. Ah, whatever. It doesn't matter. But extra. Uh, more of a vanilla bean guy because I keep it a bean and I'm white. Um,. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Whoever, by the way, whoever did, I, th- I think I talked about whoever. Why is it called vanilla bean? I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty simple search of why it's called vanilla bean. Um, because <laughs> there's little beans in it. But when I think of beans, I think of like kidney beans, lima beans, pinto beans. There's no, I, you know, imagine if they, like, just imagine, like, when you hear the word ice cream sandwich, you know, like, I remember one day, and it made no sense, because I knew what ice cream sandwich was before, but I don't know, one day, I was thinking about ice cream sandwiches, and I couldn't stop thinking, I couldn't wrap my head, like, you know, you have, like, brain fart, I had, like, a 40-minute brain fart, of, wait, ice cream sandwich, and I was thinking, exactly, like, white bread, Wheat bread and ice cream. I'm like, what is? What are we doing in society? But I forgot. Wait, that's not what ice cream sandwiches are. I, mean, I guess you could. I mean, people put mayonnaise and peanut butter together. Not my thing. That's a ageism type of thing. And it just goes to show that you know what? Wisdom doesn't always equal mean correct. Um, just because someone's older. Just because people are older doesn't mean they are always right about some of this stuff. It's like, you know what? Peanut butter, mayonnaise, and bananas. I don't know. I'll go with two-thirds of that equation. And I like mayonnaise. I'm a guy who appreciates mayonnaise. I'm not one of these white people that try to distance themselves from 
the jokes. It's like, you know what? No, I like me a good... I actually, when I get subs, I get extra mayonnaise. No shame whatsoever. Have I gotten a couple looks from the person behind the counter at Subway? Yes. But you know what? That's why you guys have a bunch of TikToks with them shit on the ground anyways. So you know what? Put extra mayonnaise so you don't have to throw it on the ground. Alright? Put it in your mop bucket. I don't give a fuck out what you do after I'm, you know, you squirt it onto me. By the way, there's nothing worse than when you go to get a sandwich or when you go get a drink, like iced coffee specifically, and it's at the bottom of the squirt pump or an example for the mayonnaise, it's at the bottom of the squeeze bottle. And you could tell when they're doing it, like, that's not even the normal amount. But instead of going to the back, be like, hey, I got to refill this. Give me a minute. No problem. No, they just like, ah, they'll be fine with it. With these four drops of mayonnaise. It's like, no, I asked for extra mayonnaise. You didn't even put light amount of mayonnaise. You put light of light mayonnaise. You put like 18% of the 100%, which is the regular amount, and I want 128%. I don't want too much extra, but I want a little extra, all right? You haven't even filled the minimum quota to technically be the minimum, all right? That's why you get minimum wage. Okay, gosh, I'm starting to sound like one of those assholes, but you know what? Ooh, ooh, just put mayonnaise on my sandwich. Um, But no, then when you go to like these places where it's like they put flavoring in your drinks, and you can hear the squirt, Getting near the end of like, and instead of like just hey, unscrewing the thing, put a new pump. They're like, yeah, he'll be fine with it. It's like you know, I paid three bucks and seventeen cents. Squirt my mocha in there. All right, not trying to be that guy, but god damn it, if I pay for it, I'm gonna be that guy. If I'm gonna, you know, if I'm gonna be accused of being a white male. Just being a white male in society. Then you know what? I'm going to take advantage of it. And I'm going to be characterized and descriptorized. Because I know I'm a nice guy. Alright. So square your ego aside. Maybe I'll tip you. So you can up your pay from 9.50 to 10 an hour that day. Because of the boy. And squirt my shit in my drink. Or my food. Whatever the product is. Squirt it in my product. Alright. Do your job. Oh, Jesus. I'm just starting to sound like Mike. What is it, got Mike Rowe on dirty jobs? Like, your job's not dirty. All right? I make it easy for you. I try to be as low-maintenance as possible. I'm a low-maintenance guy. But when I get frustrated, I will be that guy. Well, I'm not going to be that guy. But I'm not going to be... You know, I, I've had to learn to not be... To not... Like, I. you know, I went through... I would always be afraid, like, even if some of mine mess up and it did kind of, like, bother me in the sense that I felt like I didn't get what I paid for. In the sense, like, hey, it's not that I even did get what I paid for. It's not even good, the alternative of what you messed up. If you mess my shit up, but it tastes fine, I'm not going to say anything. It's when you mess my shit up and it tastes like hot bath water, then I got a problem with you. All right? That's when I like, hey. I'll be polite, polite. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. My point is, is squirt, you know, do my mayonnaise, right? I don't care. When I leave, call me white she-devil. Make all the undercover brother jokes you want. I don't care. <sighs> Damn, that was a hot shower scene. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
back when they could actually make movies that were actually just, you know, the Undercover Brother seems like one of those movies that they probably have like an outline of a script of some sort. But I, I feel like a good majority of that shit was like improvised, like the dialogue, the the shower scenes, the like the mayonnaise, the white she devil, like the cool type. I felt like that stuff they made on set with the type of cast they had. I don't know. I have no reason to believe it. I've never looked at behind the scenes or bonus features, whatever the fuck. But that was like back in the day when they could just make films that were just decently funny. Hour 30, hour 35 minutes, and you could just get what you want out of it. And that was back in the day when you would have to pay 9 or 10 bucks to buy a DVD. It's like now movies are either like free because it's with your streaming service or you have to pay like 25 bucks to see it. There's no in between no more. I was like, there's like basic movies like I'm going to pay 10 bucks for this. It has a lot of rewatchability and I like it. Um, yeah, look, I'm become like just, just by the way I'm sounding over the past 30 minutes, I understand I'm probably sound like an entitled Karen type of white guy, but I'm not. I'm actually a very easygoing guy. And I've been mischaracterized. I've been misunderstood. And I, I hate when, oh God, I hate when fucking people, you know what? I'm just misunderstood. It's like, actually, you're pretty well understood. You're the only one that misunderstands how people actually perceive you. And I'm, and if anyone knows me, I'm not a guy that really cares a whole lot about how people perceive me. But I'm aware, and you gotta be aware how people perceive you, Baker Mayfield. Um, when he's like, you know what? I don't understand why they would get to Sean Wall. It's like, you know what? I don't understand why they would get a guy with 25 lawsuits. Uh, sorry, 22 for you civil lawsuit fucking aficionados. It's funny how people are so protective of people's process, legal process, but they're not experts. But if you talk about anything where you're quote-unquote non-expert, they tell you to shut the fuck up, but all of a sudden they're experts of that, and they just want everyone to shut the fuck up because it's the elephant in the room that there's probably something there. But whatever. But yeah, Baker, when they choose that guy and give him all the money guaranteed, when they probably would have only had to pay you like half of that, and you probably would have took the deal, it does say something. It's because you probably lack a lot of awareness about things. Starting to sound like Colin, Colin, Colin fucking coward. Jesus Christ. I only have two of his fucking books. I've only been listening for 11 years of my life. But hey, you know what? Who cares if you remember names? I didn't even remember my own name at the beginning of the podcast. Okay? Remember my name. Ugh. Um. Yeah, look. I don't know. I... But yeah, the whole unmisunderstood guy. It's like, no, you're actually very well understood. The whole, uh, this whole culture of I'm misunderstood, people just don't get me. You know what? I do feel misunderstood at times. But you know what? It's my fault for why I feel misunderstood. Because you're not probably very good at portraying what you're always feeling or saying or thinking. And there's a part of that that comes on you. Now, it's not your responsibility to always try to 
beat it down to what you're always feeling or saying or thinking to make sure everyone gets everything you say. Like at a certain point, it's like people either kind of get you or they don't. And you can't really control two different degrees. But you can't sit here and be like, it's everyone else's fault either. You just have to kind of like, if you don't care, then you don't care. If you care a lot, then do more to where you don't have to care as much, where people understand you. All right? Um, but yeah, look, I, from multiple people in my life over, uh, I, I don't know, probably like past seven or eight months, various different people in my life, there's, um, I've, I've gotten a lot of criticisms that I have that's that actually I think are fair but I wouldn't even like to call them criticisms because you know I'm a guy that always likes to make something sound like it's not you gotta give a little word salad it's you know you gotta when someone you know I always kind of make the joke when someone says it's like you know it wasn't it wasn't that he isn't it wasn't that he didn't make me happy it was just that we weren't happy together. It's like, really? Because he seemed on top of the fucking world. He seemed like, oh my God, I'm with the greatest woman in the world. It seems really like just you weren't happy. But I always got to make it like, you know, it was a mutual, it was a mutual uh, parting of ways. It's like, really? Because in divorce settlements, it doesn't seem like you were on the same page of the mutual parting of how you guys would go your way. Um, you know, to me, 99% of the time, there's no such thing as a mutual parting of ways. Because you both don't come to the conclusion at the same time. One person came to that conclusion a long time before, and the other person just finally had to accept it. And you finally like, yes. It wasn't like you both just like said it at the same time. It's like while you're over there cooking spaghetti and she's over there cutting the onions while you're all depressed and hating yourself. And you both like, you know, I've been thinking. And they're like, I've been thinking too. And then you're like, on three, tell us what you're thinking. One, two, three. I fucked your brother. Um, I doubt that that's not really how most of the shit goes, right? Typically. It's just, it's a lot of word salad to protect feelings if you have a public relationship and all that shit. Like, you know, whatever. Like, I get to a certain extent, no one needs to know your business, but you didn't have to put it out to begin with. You can't sit here and say, it's a private matter when you made the whole thing public. All right? Just in general. General advice. Not towards anyone. Um, But yeah. It's like the whole thing. Once you put something out there, it's out there. Once you throw the once you throw the cast out, people are just cast couching you. And you know what? If uh if this is cast typing, sign me up. Alright, or is it typecasting? Yeah. If this is typecasting, cast me. You know what? Would you rather be typecasted or would you rather not? You know what? Sometimes you just fit a specific role and that's all it is. We all you know, if my way of being typecasted is that, you know, I get all the goods, then guess what? Typecast me. It is what it is. Not all typecasting is bad. 
Don't be like one of those people, oh, I always get pigeonholed as, like, the fat friend in a movie, in a rom-com, always a sidekick. It's like, hey, guess what? You're in it. If you want to be Ryan Reynolds, go look like him. Hit the gym. Cut some LBs. Date the gossip girl. Well, originally he was with a Black Widow. But uh, I guess that bike got a little poisonous. And now she's been Colin Jost. And boy, some of those Lizzo skits on SNL were pretty rough. And I'm actually not a anti-Lizzo type of guy. Um, I'm not a fan of some things, but I'm actually not this anti. I'm always about, you know, people being happy in their bodies type of stuff. Um, You know, I, I think it's a little overbearing in the sense that I don't think... I feel like if you always have to tell people how happy you are with your body and stuff, it seems like you're probably not. Um, but, you know, near here nor there, but some of the skits were just like, hmm. And I don't even hold, I'm not one of these people like a holds guests to a whole like crazy standard, but truth hurts. And you did steal lyrics, all right? Just putting that out there. Um, yeah, people can get on Ed Sheeran. Lizzo's actually did. Um, we ignored that, though. It's cool. Um, she's literally made, like, one album. I could be wrong. Maybe two. But, you know, I think she actually used to be, like, an interviewer. Like, she used to kind of be, like, what's that guy? Nardwar? Or the guy who, like... Interviews like the biggest rappers randomly, and he has like a YouTube channel. He's been around since like the 90s and shit. It's like the weirdest random thing. He was like ahead of the internet curve. Like he was doing it when it was like cassette DVDs and shit. It's like old vintage food. But she was kind of doing like that type of thing. Like her own version, but it wasn't necessarily with rappers and stuff, even though she did. It would just be more an entertainment thing. I think she was more like a. She, she was trying to be more like a media type of savant, I, I wouldn't say like a Jason Lee, or like a, uh, I don't even know, because I'm not really in the entertainment gossip circle, but, you know, just like a, something like that, like, kind of like an interview series, you go meet someone, interview type of thing, but yeah, um, yeah, some of the sketches are just like, ugh. I don't know. You know, sometimes not every week's great. I'm an SNL fan, unlike a lot of people, because it's cool not to be one. Look, not every season's a hit. I've actually liked a lot of things from this season. Um, not that anyone gives a fuck, but I I do find weird like with SNL, it seems like the biggest stars, the Cecily Strong's, the Kate McKinnons, it seems like their roles have gotten less and less. Which is weird because they're like the two most seasoned, consistent, and they can play just about anything. And um, I think with Cecily, it's more of a contract situation. I think she's kind of on the way out. A little too much leg there. Um, but uh, there's some weird, this like inside my mind of stuff I watch. And... Kate, I think she she does a lot of other stuff. She always does, like, the big roles, like, the compliment, the big sketches. But it doesn't seem like she's not, like, a main thing in every sketch. It seems like they're trying to fit different people to try and move people around. And, you know, it could be 
choice and stuff, but I don't know. I would just think I would have, it would be like if, it, it would be like if, um, I'm trying to think of a reasonable comparison, because I wouldn't say any of them are like the LeBron of their SNL era or anything like that. I would say it would be like if Donovan Mitchell were just to be like, hey, um, I'm just going to sit out like seven games. That cool with you guys? Three of them are in the playoffs. That kind of cool with you guys? I just kind of... I'll show up for this game, but not this one, which is actually not that much different for the NBA. There is a big thing about players sitting out in a lot of ways, and I'm not necessarily this... When I was younger, I'll be honest, when I was younger, it never used to bother me because I think it was such a revolution in terms of player empowerment. You know, when you make so much money, you could... It, you know, it's funny. People always remember, they make so much money, they could tell these organizations, fuck off. They make too much money. It's like, first of all, yes, the players make a lot of fucking money, but they're getting that money literally from the same owners that make a whole lot of fucking money more than them. And I'm like my rule with anything people if someone if someone especially can get to that level, if they're willing to pay you fifty million, it's because they're probably reasonably from the fans you bring in and stuff, they're probably making close to a couple hundred mil off of you. So it's still a pretty good win win trade type of thing. But fifty mil, forty mil, it's still a lot of fucking money. But it's just I, when I was younger, I'll admit, like, it never used to bother me. But then I started thinking, like, the old, you know, if I were to bring my son to a game and you don't find out till 30 minutes before, oh, by the way, the best player on your home team is not playing. It'd be like, so I, I live in Georgia, so we would go, so we go to Hawks. It'd be like if you show up and you find out 30 minutes before a tip-off, hey, Trey Young's not playing. He's got a little, uh, you know, he's feeling a little tired. It was a back-to-back. They flew from, you know, Memphis, which is literally like a state over. But, you know, it's weird. How, why is Memphis in the Western Conference when it's literally in Tennessee? I get it. Expansion stuff, it makes stuff weird. But come on. You know what? There's a team in the East. You can move to the West. And somewhere in the middle of the country, we can figure this shit out. This shit's not hard. Um, but, you know, if I were to show up and the best player for the home team, or if you go to see a visiting team, if you go see the Warriors and Steph Curry just like, and there's no like, I, I think if you are going to make a, I will say, I think it's a pretty simple thing you could do. I think it's, you know what? If you want to take a rest day and it's not injury related or whatever and it's rest or if it's very ticky tack injuries and then, well, the only thing is then players may start lying saying to her when they're not type of thing. Is that there has to be a 48-hour advance of when you were going to take that rest. Because if it's a rest day, you could play in that stuff. Like, I have a game. We have a game this next one. We're going to, this player's going to be off here. So, anyone that buys tickets to those games, just so you know, this person will not be available to play. I think there's some simple fixes. Um, 
But I, I'm gonna be honest, I used to not care about this. It's like, you know what? Who cares? It's about the game. People enjoy watching basketball. It doesn't always matter who's out there. But then, like, kind of like, you know what? Yeah, I would be pissed if I paid and didn't find out until I got to the stadium. And then instead of Steph Curry, I'm watching, you know, fucking Andrew Wiggins taking the point. Not that Andrew Wiggins is a bad player. But I watched to see Steph Curry drain 42-footers. Not Andrew Wiggins shooting 18-foot baseline jumpers. It's a little different of a ball game. Um, uh, 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 Sports, though. Actually, I don't want to talk about sports anymore. I just like throwing words out there. And a word on the street is is that a little tit for tat. Because for every tit, there's a tat on it. Um, What is that term, tit for tat? I feel like that's like some... That's either a borderline, like some type of old historical... Reference to a time in society that was not great, and it was, actually has a lot of weird connections that are pretty problematic. Or is just some dumbass that's just crazy. Oh, tit for tat. It's like you could literally say like anything. Uh, shirt for sleeve, or I don't know. Like, it's like it's like when I th- it's like an eye for an eye. Like, hey. You take this from me, we're taking this from you, right? Like, that makes sense. Like, you do this, we're taking this. It's a common, It's just about fairness. It's about basically a fair trade. Sounds like a fair trade of me. I don't understand why you hate me. Because um, there's a lot of reasons to. <laughs> uh, Clint, you got a lot of problems. Apparently, I do have a lot of problems. Apparently, I'm the problem. Seems like I'm a problem. I'm just a problem. You know, I... Ah, jeez. Um, I'm trying not to get all therapeutic. I feel like I've been too therapeutic. Let's stick, t- let's stick to our guns here, Clint. Uh, um, let's see. You know... Hmm. I kind of actually I came up not really a theory, right? But I, w- I was thinking about this, like why do parents have a hard time telling their kids that Santa isn't real? Spoiler alert. Because maybe he is. I don't know. I used to watch the Santa trackers. He used to always say, like, oh, my God, he's over Shanghai right now at 2 a.m. Eastern. Something about that doesn't add up. Um, they used to have, like, all these Santa tracks. I'm pretty sure they still do. I'm pretty sure now, like, kids are like, oh, I'm checking the IP address. Santa's not where he says he is. It's like, okay. Um, you know, and I think also another thing that kind of kills the Santa thing is that when it comes to, especially nowadays, we have so much secret, quote unquote, secret footage of 
UFOs of weird things in the sky that look exactly how CIA have talked about in files and this, that, and the other. And yet, there's not a single CIA file about Santa. A guy who flies on a sleigh with ten fucking horses in the middle of the air. I feel like the CIA would be all over that shit. I feel like that's kind of a buzzkill if you want to be a cynical adult about it. Um, But for the children out there, I do think a reason why, it's kind of like, yeah, I think the Polar Express fucked this up a lot. Fucked it up a lot for kids and adults, because Polar Express is one of those kids movies that actually, I think adults can really enjoy. I don't always get why, but for some reason, adults actually like it. Can you believe? Ah, Josh Groban. He's got a voice of an angel. And he uh, sure likes fucking two broke girls. Just one of them. Um, oh, the cat is in the lion's dinnings there. Okay, Clint. Uh, she got titties. I don't blame him, though. Because those titties raise me up when I can stand on mountains. They perk me up. Like slide a hand on Call of Duty 3. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm such a goof. Such a goof. More like a gif. Jif. Whatever the fuck it is. It is crunchy on the ends. Okay, anyway. Back to the fucking thing. I do think the reason why uh, parents have a hard time telling their kids that Santa is quote-unquote not real. I'm not spreading misinformation. So no one say, this guy's spreading misinformation. Um... Is because I think parents have a small percentage of them that just kind of hopes he is. I know most parents are like 50, 60 years old now. They have a lot of evidence that says, hmm, he hasn't exactly uh, chi- chi- chipped in. I haven't exactly gotten a stimulus from Santa. I haven't gotten a tax return. Like, I would understand if like, hey... Maybe there should be like a Santa tax since it is tax season. Um, which, by the way, on the 18th, do your taxes, which this episode will already be aired past then. But you get the point. If you have, if if you were going to do your taxes, there should be like a, if you have kids and you have receipts of I bought this, this, and this, kind of like they used to do for gas. It's not crazy. Like, hey, give me the Santa tax return. <clears throat> Call it the Santa credit. Where you just, all the money you spend is like, hey, it's just an expense. Like, hey, is the benefits, right? Uh, I got, I got, I got gifts for my kids. Santa's supposed to give back. And they're like, hey, H&R cock block on those taxes, my friend. Um, but yeah, he's a capitalist. <laughs> uh, that's why he wears red, communist. Okay. Um, that's why he always goes to China first. Not because of the time zones. Um I like it. Santa always goes to China first because, you know, he's got inside deal with communism. It's like, you know what? And if he does, let him. We'll be more forgiven than China if he skips over us first. Um, but yeah, look. I think parents want Santa to be real. I think they want it to be more real than their kids do. You know how much fucking money parents would save? You know how much fucking money... How much money 
the stress. Like, did you know how stressful shopping is in general? But God forbid Christmas shopping. There's a reason why toy stores don't even exist. Because no one wants to work at them anymore. Like, you want to talk about seasonal. Peak season. You hear this term peak season throw around. There's nothing like peak season at a Toys R Us or KB Toys or any of these outlet malls where there's just nothing but toys. Because kids don't even play with toys anymore. Back in the day, a seven-year-old would just be fine with a fire truck. Now he needs a MacBook. All right? So he can watch kids play with toys. Like the dude that, the, like that kid has 80 million subscribers playing with toys. Uh, well, let's hope it's toys. Um, yeah. Trust me, I, I think parents... Do, do you know how like one day... Of just one day. Imagine like if there was able to all the money you, you if if your parents were able to add how much money or if you are a parent how much money you spent and you were just to get a check in the mail one day of like eighteen thousand dollars because how much that's how much shit you have spent specifically on christmas that you wrapped up and put in a stocking and given to your little fucker that's how much you spent in an 18 year span because it's at least a k a year you get one big gift, you get a couple medium sized, and over the years it kind of dies down, but then it picks back up with them gift cards. Uh, <laughs> but just imagine Santa's like, you know what? I feel like I've kind of fucked you guys over here. Um, that's why it's hard because you know what? It, you know, I, growing up, I'm still a believer in Santa. You know, what? I'm a, I will always believe in Santa. Because it's better to believe than to not believe. Now, seeing is believing. Still haven't seen him. But I always lie to myself anyways. Um, and, you know, I've talked to Santa's lookalike, his impersonator. Um, you know, he's giving me some more. By the way, I've like 80% of the time I've sat on, quote, unquote, Santa's lap, I have farted on it. And you know what? Imagine being Santa and you just feel kids farting on you all day. Just imagine that. It's like you're probably getting paid less than the person that's working at the Hagen Dodge 20 feet away. And you're getting farted on. Uh, talk about double churning that one. Uh, see, I knew I'd bring him back around. Um, uh, talk about ice cream combos. Okay, man. Yeah, no wonder why. Like, I've never, I don't remember the movie Bad Santa, but God forbid if you're a little elf for him. Which about, and every time I would go there, they would, I, they wouldn't even try to get a dwarf elf. You know, instead of just getting like a five foot ten elf, they would always get an extremely tall guy. They would get like a six foot three elf. Like, it, it's almost like you either have to have a four foot eight. Like dwarf, or you have to have a six foot three stallion. Like, it doesn't have to be like that. Just get a normal height elf. You don't have to overcompensate. Nowadays, you know, everything probably has to be so diverse. You probably have to get like Asian elf, which I feel like that's more offensive. You know, being inclusive. Um, you know, I wonder if at a. Well, not even gonna go there. I almost. Woo, Woo-hoo, Clint. 
you know, you know, I almost went a whole hour without canceling myself, without being too graphic this pod. And then I almost made a Asian spa joke. Well, see, now I've said it. I can't even. Ah, Jesus. Um, Jesus, this is a weird long hair. On my leg, for context. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, there's this random, like, alfalfa long hairs on your, like, thigh area. Or your neck or some shit will just pop. I have this weird thing on my eyebrows. Just like this long ass eyelash. And that's why uh, I am always lashing out. Okay. Um, Apparently I'm super aggressive. I don't believe so. I actually think I'm pretty non-aggressive. Because it's always passive aggressive. When we're texting. That's why I feel the distance. Ah, Jesus. Had to do it. Anyways. Um, yeah, I don't know, I felt like, you know, the, Santa does deserve, like, hey, he needs to get back a little bit, and maybe, you know, maybe, maybe we can find ways to actually create a real life Santa, you know, we put, we fund all this money to all these different things that never really work out. Let's at least have one where a lot of people would sign up for it and agree to it. You know, there should be, honestly, not even fucking around here. If you have, like, kids and if you're, like, below a certain economic thing, I think during Christmas time, there should be, like, a payment where, like, I don't even want to say like poverty because I don't even think you have to be in poverty to should have to apply. But if you make below X amount, right, you should get like a, you know, like a stipend, I guess is what it would be called. Like, you know, you get food stamps, but have like literally a Christmas gift thing where the thing can only be used towards, you know, Christmas type of gifts for the kids type of thing. Right. I think that would be kind of cool. Um, even though I did hear a weird story, well, not weird story, I guess this is common, but like, especially with like, when it comes to child support and stuff like that, sometimes what will happen is the child support will come in like a child support car, like this, like EBT car of like food stamps, but they put it through a different thing. But with child support to make sure that's actually be used for a child, they will do different measures. But what, from what I've heard, what typically some people do, people that are shitty parents and are typically people that have like issues with drugs and shit like that. So they need cash to get these things is that the second they get the money on the card, they will try to exchange it with a random person at a gas station or they'll go out and sometimes sell their body for it. Um, and instead of like the 500 bucks and the child support they got in the card, they would actually exchange it for less, real money because they can use that real money instantly for whatever they want and that's the incentive of the other person taking 500 bucks when all they had to do was give 300 because they're like oh this person's a crack-headed whore um i don't know what else to call them but yeah um but yeah that's the story that that's like one of those weird child support stories i heard recently from someone Nah, I'm not even gonna give Luke. I'm not even gonna give their name away or nothing. But pretty much someone who has experience in this shit, and they said the fucked up shit they've had to deal with from one of their, you know, baby mothers. 
Um, yeah, that, that's some of those weird fucking stories that make it like, ooh. Yeah, I'm going to make sure they have a union. Um, and I guess to kind of round out the pod. Um, now I'll be a little sentimental. I made an hour about being sentimental. Sentimental. Uh, yeah, look. You know, it's one of my biggest fears is being a quote-unquote co-parent. Like, I want to have kids and have them with my wife or with someone that I'm in, like, genuinely with, you know? I'm not saying you have to be married when you have kids. I think a lot of that shit, it doesn't happen the order you want. But... God, I don't want to. I don't want a baby mother situation like that. I don't see any upsides for anyone involved, and that's why I was talking earlier about oh, when people talk about mutual, it's like those things are never really mutual. Typically, some fuck shit happens, and then the other person just comes around like, well, this is better than being with the person that did fuck shit, and they say, oh, you know, we live our separate lives and all. It's like. Yeah, and the child kind of knows that. And I know people, I I know we're a very open-minded society, and I'm not shitting on people that are, like, co-parents, because being co-parents is better than not being in a child's life type of thing. And I know people are like, shut the fuck up. You don't have a kid. You don't know what you're talking about. It's like, man, I was once a kid. And any kid you talk about will tell you that, hey, having it all there was very beneficial to me. Um... And it's just, I just, like, God, like, and knowing me also, I think is also assessing your personality. It's assessing what matters to you. It's assessing, like, this is not, like, in order for me to be the best parent, it has to be with everyone involved in the same place type of thing. And I just, it's one of my kind of, it's one of my fears, like, because if you do everything right, and then whatever happens, and then they're, like, three years old, and then they just come up to you, I don't want to be with you anymore. And that's one of the scary things about having kids these days, type of thing. Because you don't know, like, you don't know what someone, what, how fickle they could be when you... How fickle it could be when kids are involved even. You don't know like the slightest thing that could just make someone do some fuck shit. Or that could just use the kid as leverage if you're in one of those really bad situations. But even the most optimistic of that situation. If you happen not to be together. It's like. It's it's like why would we. It's like how did we get to this point. Where even with this thing, I hate to call person, but even with this beautiful being that we created, that we see both of ourselves, how come we couldn't figure it out to make it work? And I think a lot of people, honestly, they feel bad when they can't make it work with the person, whatever reason. I don't think, I don't think a lot of people believe or not even today since I take pride in that. I don't think a lot of people take pride in that. I think they realize they have kids with someone. They have a kid with someone. And they just know from the jump. Holy fuck. This is the person I had a kid with. But at the same time. That's who you decide to fuck. 
All right. So in that sense, like, hey, still got a lie in the bed you make, literally. But at least that's some assessment. But I, I don't know. It's a, it's a scary thing because I want the whole traditional path. But when people don't perceive you as a traditional guy, it could be a little bit difficult. So I don't know. Here's my sentiment I didn't get too deep, but you know, just uh dab my nasty ass toe in the water. And uh it's mostly water weight. Okay. That's why I, that's why my left big toe just looks like a mold stain. Okay. Let that sit in the attic. Oh, the Batmobile. Okay. That was episode 137 of the Off and Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson. I thought it was pretty good. I have a good gist of when an episode's decent. I actually thought it was pretty decent. I like this whole Pixar lamp in the picture now. It's kind of like a signature. Who needs a fucking background studio when you got a unused Pixar lamp that is upside down? Oh, but it's bendy like a McDonald's kid's straw. Eh, kids and bendy should never be in the same sentence. Oh, uh, Jesus. But yeah, that's today's pod. Hope you guys enjoy. Suck some titties, in case I forgot to say that, which I probably did. Follow the pod on all apps. You haven't already. Forgot to do the whole thing beginning. But once I get into it, I forget all the introduction ships. So yeah, guys, have a great day. Oh, Jesus. Now we-